Open a channel. This is Captain Rob of the USS Accord, and you're listening to Driving Trek. Welcome to episode four of Driving Trek, a Star Trek podcast I record from my car during my work commute. Today I am sitting in traffic on a Friday afternoon, driving south on the Garden State Parkway. And if anybody has been here before, you know what that is like. I was hoping that most people had left on Thursday, but no. It's been about 20 miles of delays, just driving slow. Uh, So I thought I would jump on here uh, and get some recording done. Uh, I do have uh, one of the other new segments I was talking about uh, that I went through today, and I came up with what I was going to do. So just like I did with the Trek Geeks kind of response, Jim Morehouse on Trek, uh, Trek Ranks just dropped an episode on top five hangout spots so I thought I would go through my top five hangout spots and Jim can use it on a show if he wants in the temporal causality loop uh, but I wanted to, to get it out there and maybe this will be my audition to get on his show too because that would be super fun uh, this is a new segment that I'd like to call Rankin While Riding uh, so Jim and Adam came up with really good lists of, of their top five hangouts for Star Trek These are the ones that that I would say are the right things. And for this particular thing, I do have notes. And I'm only reading them because I'm sitting in traffic. So don't worry too much about me. I'll be okay. So for number two. Number five. Five words and a hashtag. This one you might not be able to get. Best action takes place here. Hashtag Stratagemon Baryon sweeps. So this number five is 10 forward on the Enterprise D. Uh, and the episode that I would pick for this one is peak performance. I always think about everybody gathering around Data when he's playing Stratagema to beat Kolrami. Um, and that seemed to be one of the more fun things that they do in there. And I always also remember uh, when Picard is up against the window uh, in the episode uh, with the Baryon sweep. The um, Starship Mine, is it? Because he has to call to cancel that at the very last minute. You know, they got to build the drama. Uh, so that's number five. Number four, you might not want to hang out here, but I think it's pretty pretty interesting. Five words in a hashtag, more badass than you think. Hashtag, don't touch the big purple marbles, they sting. And this is Lorca's lab from Discovery. Uh, so I would want to hang out there and check out all the stuff he's got in there. I would absolutely be careful. Uh, I don't know if it's the social gathering place, but it'd be kind of cool. Uh, And the episode that I thought would be really interesting would be Context is for Kings, uh, when we first really get introduced to it and they put uh, Ripper in there. Uh, But all the stuff in there looks pretty neat. Those those little weapons that Mud uses or finds in there, pretty cool. Uh, I mean, the special effects were awesome. Uh, So it might not be the best place for anybody to hang out, but I wouldn't mind checking it out if I'm careful. Number three, five words and a hashtag. Of course I seek Jamaharon. Hashtag, always check your Horgon for a Tox Utat. And of course, this is Ryza. Why wouldn't you want to hang out on Ryza? Captain's Holiday would be the episode I would pick from Next Gen. Uh, I'm not sure that, uh, well, I think Archer went there in Enterprise, right? I don't think anybody else ever actually got there. Jordy was on his way there when he was ambushed in Shuttlecraft. Um, I don't know that I remember anybody else. So that's the one I would pick from that. But yeah, who wouldn't want to hang out there? Uh, number two, five words in a hashtag. 
Why use tongs for serving? Hashtag hands are just fine. And it's the Klingon restaurant on Deep Space Nine. It's been there a couple times or talked about a few times. Who wouldn't want to hang out there? Uh, so the, the one episode that I could think of where it was really um, shown prominently was Melora. Uh, when the doctor goes there with her and she knows Klingon and she kind of takes over. Uh, but it's an interesting place where the the guy behind the counter is just slopping stuff on there with his hands. Very appetizing. Uh, and he's singing. I don't know if it was that episode or a different one where he's walking around singing, but kind of fun. A different place to hang out. Uh, and my number one top hangout spot that I could come up with and everything that I was thinking about. Uh, five words delicacies from across the quadrant uh, hashtag from species that never existed and yes it is Anorax's office or his his mess hall if you will on the Krenum timeship from the year of hell on Voyager I just think the idea of having delicacies like that that never existed theoretically pretty cool um, and that ship itself was neat I would hang out there uh, you're safe from any temporal incursions, so why not? Seems like the perfect place to hang out. So that is my top five hangout spots uh, for you, Jim. Uh, I hope you like it, and I hope everybody else does too. Make it so. I thought for our main mission this, this particular episode, I would go through uh, some Star Trek novels. I've recently gotten back into them uh, the last year or so. Uh, I try to read a little bit every night before I go to sleep, uh, or sometimes in boring meetings I break out my Kindle app on my phone, but don't tell anybody, because uh, that's it's convenient to have it with you. I do miss holding real books, but I like the ability to, you know what, I don't have to carry it with me, it's always on my phone, I can read it, uh, and at home I do use a Kindle. Uh, I think that it's, it, it reads real nice, and I've gotten used to it. Just the ability to have it anywhere is, is what really sold me on it. Uh, but I started reading a lot of the Star Trek books. If you don't know about it already, I mean, I, mean, I used to read them when I was younger, uh, and then I took a break, uh, just like with everything else as life got in the way. Uh, but there is a website that has the Star Trek reading order, the Literary Universe reading order. If you Google that, you'll find it. I'm not sure what the website is off the top of my head. Where somebody has mapped out the timelines of a majority of the books, uh, of where you should read them to be in the order of how they actually happen. Uh, because we all know they don't just come out in order with the timeline. They come out with wherever they think they should fit, wherever they want to tell a story. Uh, so I looked at that, and I was trying to pick somewhere good to start, uh, and I got back into reading with Star Trek Destiny, the trilogy, because uh, I wanted Next Gen, because that's my favorite, uh, to kind of start there. And I've been going since there to different places. Um, so I read that. I enjoyed that. Uh, shortly after that, I actually finished my rewatch of Voyager. So I went and I started with the, the, the books that finish after Voyager gets back home. Uh, so they kind of start on a whole new adventure. There's probably eight or nine of them that happen after they get back. Uh, so some interesting things happen, and I really like those books. Uh, I like to, to see what happens when they got home, which is obviously not what you would expect it to be. It's kind of crazy. Um, and then I won't spoil anything if you want to read it, but there are some some good ones there uh, that have some good stories uh, with what they do with Voyager and a lot of other ships. Um, 
I read a lot of other ones in between. I read all the disco ones that came out. Uh, so the, the Saru one, the, um, the Lorca and uh, Giorgio one, uh, they're all very good. They all tell good stories. Uh, shortly, the, uh, the new Enterprise one is coming out about where the Enterprise was during the Klingon War. Uh, so that's actually coming out next week. So I'll probably read that pretty quick when that comes out. Um, but I just finished uh, book one of the Typhon Pact series, which I think is an eight series, uh, eight book series. It's called Zero Sum Game. Uh, I read that because I wanted to follow up on some of the other um, stories that I read from Destiny. And there will be spoilers here. If you haven't read this book, I'll give you some things in between. So from here on out, there will be some spoilers on the books if you want to read them. Uh, but after Destiny, there, there's a whole, um, a Borg king, the, or a big Borg invasion, I guess, of the Alpha Quadrant, and they came and they really killed a lot of, a lot of people, billions. Um, so these, what happens in some of these books, and I just read one of the in-between books before this, which was, I think, A Singular Destiny, it might have been called. I'll have to look it up. But it, it kind of bridges the gap and explains how the Typhon Pact was started. So this is a group of alien species made up of the Romulan Star Empire, the Breen, um, the Kinshaya, uh, a bunch of other little ones. The Tholians, I believe, are in it. It's hard to remember. There's six or seven uh, different races that we've heard of and a couple that are just from the books. Uh, that kind of create their own federation because they're tired of what they believe the federation is doing to everybody else. Uh, so this, the first book, Zero Sum Game, is actually a story of um, Bashir gets approached to go and and help get back some information that the Breen stole with the Romulans' help. They broke into uh, one of the shipyards that was building some of the slipstream drive ships which they have in the novels at this point. And they wanted to go and get it back and destroy all records of that because the Typhon, if the Typhon Pact can get that technology, it really it creates a big problem for the Federation and everybody else. Uh, so they want to make sure that only they can have that technology. Uh, so they take Bashir along with some of the other genetically modified friends that he had at the end of Deep Space Nine uh, to come up with a plan to go and infiltrate the Breen base that they think it's at. Uh, so the whole story is is Bashir going and doing that uh, along with Serena from, from the story who was his love interest on that episode back in Deep Space Nine, still is in the book. They break in together as the operatives dressed in Breen armor. Uh, the whole point of the story is they're learning more about the Breen, which we don't know much about. It turns out that they are a bunch of different species behind those helmets, and they wear those helmets to keep everybody on equal footing. So not one particular species can be looked down upon, which a very interesting way to do it. Keep yourself covered up. Everybody gets judged based upon their merits and what they do, which this world that we live in could probably stand to, um, to learn something from. So it was a good, a good message uh, from the future uh, and from what is an enemy in the future, but still, nonetheless, a good message that, that we should think about today uh, for that. Uh, so it's the story of them 
going onto a green world, finding the slipstream ship, figuring out how to destroy it without it looking like the Federation did it so it doesn't start a war. Uh, they also have in the same book uh, the USS Aventine, which is one of the slipstream drive ships, which is actually captained by Esri Dax. So in some of the other books, she winds up becoming the captain of that ship after the captain and first officer die. Uh, so she remains captain of that ship, so she gets involved as well. Uh, so they, they, they are able to go in, they help get drop them off uh, at the Breen World, and then they're waiting uh, across the border to make sure they can extract them when they're done with their mission. Some crazy drivers out today. Um, so that's the story. It's a long story. They wind up meeting people on, on the world that are dissidents and that kind of thing that help them out. So they do not want to, um, they don't want to get anybody in trouble. They just want to go there, do their job and get out. And they wind up running from the Breen military and they all have, um, it's all technology based. The, the, um, the economy there so everybody has an identity chip uh, that that lets them get where they need to go because very many of them look the same so they need something to be able to get in and out of places uh, so they use that technology to get there so they're hacking into systems and doing things like that uh, it was a pretty fun story I liked it uh, at the end of the story again spoilers they're able to destroy the ship they're able to upload a virus to um, scramble Basically what they do is they delete all the files and I believe if I if I read it correctly and it wasn't a trick uh, the virus that they were given also not only deleted the regular files it scrambled the um, the backup files so it looks like the backup files are good but it completely tells you how to build the ships wrong so they'll never be able to do it so we will see what happens with that if there's anything about that in the next novel uh, which I'm going to get started on probably right after uh, I read this um, the, the Enterprise one uh, from Discovery, which is coming out Tuesday. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But all in all, I thought it was a pretty good story. Uh, it was interesting how it all came together. At the very end, Section 31 gets involved. Uh, and we all know that Bashir was somewhat involved in a little bit with them for a little while. So... Uh, we will see what happens in the other seven books. I don't always love getting involved in, in series like this, uh, but I figured I want to continue where from where I left off and kind of keep the timeline intact and keep reading through. So we will see what happens in the next one. So that is it for my book review, kind of recap from memory uh, of Zero Sum Game. Uh, if I would read it again. Uh, so I, I recommend it to anybody that, that's interested in reading the novels. So with that, I am just approaching my docking bay at home. You can find us on Facebook at Driving Trek. You can find me on Twitter at Driving Trek. You can email me at drivingtrek at gmail.com. The website is drivingtrek.com. Uh, and you can um, join the group we have in Facebook. It's called Driving Trek. Uh, it's for anybody that wants to talk about anything Star Trek, as long as it's positive. Uh, so... Until next time, please observe the warp speed limit.